All right. Welcome once again to the Dynasty of Dads weekly podcast. I'm your host, Bearded Brian, and I know I say this every week, but I am really excited for tonight's episode. It is titled The Most Magical Place on Earth. And we're going to be talking about Disney. We're talking about Disney World. As I mentioned last episode, my family and I just got back from my daughter's first trip to Disney World. It was a blast. So we want to cover what's the best age to take your child to Disney World? When's the best time of year to visit? How far in advance should I plan? Should I bring a stroller? I know you have all of these questions. We got you covered with that and more. So as they say in Disney, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast as we get ready to get started. Sit back, relax, and let's become better parents together. All right, remember, the goal of this podcast is to help redefine the modern-day dad. As we say, there are two stereotypes of dads, the emotionless provider that's never home or the incompetent sitcom dad. But that's not who you are. Don't let these stereotypes define you. Myself, our guests, are here to share our experiences and stories to really make the most of life and be the best parents uh, that we can be. As always, we want to hear back from you guys. You can always send us an email, dynastyofdads at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail or text us at 845-320-3023. Pretty easy to remember. Just like Richard did last week. He said, I love the show, but the dad jokes make me groan every time. Just kidding. Fun show. Keep it up. So Richard, thank you for texting. Again, you can do so 845-320-3023. And I want to segue right into introducing my guest tonight. I am a Disney nerd. I love the movies. I love the parks. I love the magic. I love everything. And so to really take this conversation to the next level, I have enlisted the help of a seasoned Disney fanatic. Kim Adragna is a actor, voice actor, producer, and host of multiple podcasts, one of which being my new favorite, The Magic Kim Tom, with uh, Kim and her co-host Tom, where they discuss Disney tips, tricks, movies, attractions, and more. So please help me welcome Kim to the show. Kim, thanks so much for joining us. What's up, party people? Let's get our Disney on today. Oh. I am so excited you did that. Come on now. Hold on. (gasps) Oh, look at us. There we go. (laughs) All right. For those of you that are not following along, and I'm trying to wear this hat and my uh, headphones (laughs) at the same time. For those of you that are not watching live, uh, Kim just put on her Minnie Mouse ears and I had my goofy hat sitting next to me ready to go. Uh, so talk about fanatics. I, I think we're ready. Tom's waving and giving us a, a high five uh, <laughs> virtually. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Fun story about this hat, and I am going to take it off because it is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> when I was a kid, I bought one of those hats. For those of you that are listening, it's if you've been to Disney as a kid, I guarantee you've seen this hat. It's that oh, yeah. like kind of plush, goofy hat with the teeth coming off the brim, the ears popping out of it. And as a kid, I had it. And when we were going to Disney, I was like, I need that hat. And so I had to go on eBay. They don't sell them at the parks anymore. No. I had to find it is like a classic vintage hat now. Which I find so odd and just crazy that like, how could you not sell it? Like, 
that's everywhere. Oh, why everywhere. would you stop? I know. I mean, I think it may be like what they have a, a Disney discount store. Uh, I forget where in Disney, but like they have things where like if there was like a pen or whatever you wanted to buy a plush, you know, it's not the same price as it would be in the parks. So, but it's park related. So it's kind of like the Disney discount. Maybe it's in there. I've never checked it out. Look at be. you dropping the hacks already. I got you. You just can't hold back. I love I it. I no, know. I, I read the same thing. I haven't been there yet, but I think there's like an outlet store. And then I also read right outside the parks in Orlando, there is a Target, which is like Disney heaven, I've heard. Mm -hmm. And same deal, basically same stuff at a quarter of the price. So yep. if you're doing a trip, there you go. Going in October. So I'm going to be heard. checking it out. So before we jump into the podcast, I, I, I don't know if you've listened to our show before, but Zach, uh, my co-host who couldn't be here tonight, unfortunately, uh, we always start the show with how was your dad week? And I just had to share a quick, funny <laughs> story that I thought you would appreciate. We always just share a stupid dad story. Um, and so mine this week, uh, it was actually today we were having dinner with my daughter and we started this stupid thing of going through her friends at daycare and be like, all right. Timmy, I'm making up names. Timmy, is he a good boy or a bad boy? And then she would like respond. It was like, all right, how about Stephanie? Is she a good girl or a bad boy? It was, so we went through her whole class and she was getting such a kick out of like picking. Yeah. And then I was like, how about mommy? Is she a good girl or a bad girl? And then she looked at my wife and said, how about daddy? Is he a bad girl or a bad boy? And I went, wait, <laughs> why are those the two options that I get? And so th those were the options. Everyone else was good boy or bad boy. I was too bad. Either I was either a bad girl or a bad boy. I, I didn't. I didn't get any good options. Gotcha. I don't oh know man, I'm sorry. You don't. don't you don't have the good options. <laughs> Just gotta go with the bad. So uh, let's jump right into it. Where did Magic Kim Tom start? So I'm going to give a little shout out to the two podcasts that I'm on because the first one is kind of how the second one came alive. Years ago, I started the Grindhouse Radio with some of my other co-hosts. And, you know, now we have about 3.5 to 4 million listeners every single week. That's amazing. And, you know, that was years of building up and, and going out and, and talking to people and coming up with content and, and, and whatnot. And so the Grindhouse Radio kind of was a catalyst that, of course, years later, me being a huge Disney fan and Tom, my co-host, who's a huge Disney fan as well, we were like, well, why don't we just start, you know, a Disney podcast? He's been going to the parks way before I, I have. And he's probably gone double the amount, maybe triple the amount of times that I have. And so he kind of knows the inside out of the whole park, but I kind of know what's going on on the entertainment side. So it's like a fun balance. And we're like, you know what? We're both Disney people. Let's, let's have a fun time. There are huge Disney fanatics out there. You know, maybe there are fanatics out there who know tips and tricks, or maybe they don't know tips and tricks, or maybe it's their first time you know, planning a trip to Disney and they're like, well, what do we do? You know, and what's fun out there and we're the ones that provide that for them. So that's where it started. Now the, the name is like too perfect to have <laughs> Kim and Tom to do the magic King Tom. Mm -hmm. Was that instant? Um, when we first started, we were like, well, there's 
a plethora of Disney podcasts out there already. We can't literally say Disney in the name. We can't say certain things because, you know, you can't say Dizpod because that's already taken or like, right. you know, you can't say certain things. And I remember it was probably only a day and we, we <laughs> went through a list of things and I was like, hey, Tom, what about like, I don't know, the play on like the Magic Kingdom. Your name's Tom. I'm Kim. How about the Magic Kim Tom? And he was like, <laughs> that's it. And I'm like, really? He's like, that's it. I'm like, okay, here we go. That's awesome. That's it. I actually got in some trouble on TikTok that I posted a bunch of videos uh, from our trip. And on my first video, I tagged it happiest place on earth, hashtag magic kingdom. And Mm. someone immediately jumped in and was like, no, no, no. The happiest place on earth is Disneyland. The most magical place on earth Mm. is the Magic Kingdom, which A, I didn't know. B, okay, get over it. Like, because then other people were like, (laughs) oh, I'm glad someone jumped in and corrected him and stuff. And I was like, whatever. All right, I got the slogan wrong, but it is still the happiest place on earth or whatever. But anyway, so it, it caused some humorous banter back and forth with some of the captions. But my question for you is... Why? Why is this such a magical, happiest, however you want to define it? But what makes the parks different than, you know, just an amusement park? Because in reality, it's just an, it's just a, a place with rides. Like, what makes it different? What makes Disney so special? I think when you break it down, Disney is in almost everything. You know, there's there's Disney and then there's sub Disney's. You know, you have Disney and then you don't know that Disney owns ABC. You know, so it's in a bunch of different things, whether people realize it or not. But if we're just talking about the park itself, Disney himself, he was basically like, I want people to walk into a park. I want them to feel immersed and I want them to walk in here and forget everything that's going on outside of them, whether it's job related, family related, anything related. And I just want them to come here, have fun, watch shows, listen to music, go on rides and just have a fun time. And I think that's why it's become such a big giant phenomenon to a lot of people. And that's why so many people are Diz fans or fanatics because between the movies that are so magical, you know, and the characters that people just fall in love with and the rides and the food and everything, you know, that encompasses Disney, it's, it really is a magical place. You forget where you are. You're, you're in a land with people who just want to have fun. And that's the whole premise of Disney is to have fun and forget what's going on outside. So, you know, it makes sense that when people walk in, they're like, I I love this place. Like I need to save up and save up so I could come back next time. And every time you go back, you know, you're always seeing something new that you've never seen before. Tom is in the chat. Now, I don't know if this is your Tom from uh, it is, the, it is oh, Tom. nice. Hey, Tom, <laughs> thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. He said, Disney do- uh, snob stink. Disney world is pretty darn happy. I agree, Tom. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. I have kind of a theory of why I think the park and the experience is so magical. I, I think that, you know, you're, you're a theater person like me and an actor and stuff. And our job a lot of times is to take this experience of making a movie or a TV show or a a theatrical play. And the goal is to work really hard in the background to hide 
the logistics so mm-hmm. that the end product is magical. Yeah. You know, so when you watch a movie, you don't see the you know, cranes and, you know, and props and stuff that go into this, you just see the final product. And I think that was what Disney vision for the parks was. How do we create this park where they are getting that magical end product that they are not seeing? He puts so much detail into, again, even I I know a lot of people know this, or at least have heard rumors, but the fact that Disney world is technically like on a second floor where there's so much behind the scenes that goes on underneath the actual park that when you're going to the park, you actually go up a ramp and you're on the second level. And so even little stuff like the garbages, you never see anyone empty a garbage. It's because they just go down shoots down underneath the park. Because again, that's like the behind the scenes of the movie or whatever that Disney didn't want you to see. He wanted to preserve the magic. And, and that's why I think the parks are so magical is he, he strips away any of the non-magic and, and hides it from you. Mm-hmm. So it really is pure joy and happiness, which, which is a, a pretty remarkable, amazing experience. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned with the, with the garbage stuff, because it's called um, one with that. It's called like the Disney swoop let's say garbage does fly away and there is a napkin or something, you know, a cast member may come by and just walk in swoop and pick it up as if it never happened. So it's funny. That's you mentioned amazing. That. Yeah, I know. And it's little things that you're like, Oh, I never noticed that before, but you're like, Oh, that does play into the role of, like you said, the garbage shoots and, you know, right. you not seeing cast members and where they go off. They don't take off that, you know, the, the, the costumes and you right. know, they don't do all that. So. Yeah. You could almost equate it like, I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones fan. I know we were talking about this offline, but, (laughs) you know, that one Starbucks cup made it in the news everywhere and it broke the magic. And that was kind of their philosophy was even that one Starbucks cup ruins the magic of the experience. And and that level of detail is, is quite remarkable. Yeah. So tell us about your October trip. Are you excited? How long are you going? What parks are you going to? Yes. One. Yes. I am pumped. I am excited. This October, October 1st is actually magic kingdoms in Orlando's 50th anniversary. And we wanted to go, me and Tom, of course, from the Magic and Tom show. Right. We were like, well, let's let's go two weeks after because it's two weeks after the crazy hype and kids are going to be back in school. So yeah. we were like, okay, like that's strategic. That's certain, you know, there's certain times out of the year that work much better for, for people when they want to go crowds or not. And sometimes throughout the year, Disney, depending on when, is a little bit cheaper. Disney's expensive. Everyone knows that. But we were like, you know what? Let's go in October. It's the 50th. The whole month they're going to be celebrating all of October, even in, you know, late September, it's going to be Halloween themed. And I've never experienced that. I'm pumped about that. There's going to be extra magic hours. There's going to be, um, you know, a little Disney night, uh, a villain nights that they have possibly, but they have something going on. I forget the name. Um, it's escaping me right now. And also they have the new Ratatouille ride. So, Oh, will that like, be open by then? It's going to be open the October 1st that day. Um, so that's why we're like, well, you know what? It's the hi- two weeks after the hype. Let's just go. And we're staying for a week. And that's enough time to go through every single park. And 
I I'm the type that of person. That was my next where, question. Are you are you going to all of them? Yeah, I'm going to all of them, and nice. we may go to Universal too. Uh, nice. So I I've the last time I went to Universal was years ago. So I didn't even see Harry Potter Land. I didn't see the the new rides that they have there, and I don't even know what new additions they have. So I'm just excited for that. But for Disney, yeah, we're gonna go every day. Every day is gonna be some kind of park. We're gonna park hop. Uh, cause maybe one day I want to eat somewhere in Epcot or, you know, yeah. I want to eat somewhere in, you know, magic kingdom or animal kingdom, whatever it is. And, um, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I've been wanting to do this for a long time and it's gonna be great, but I'm you went recently, you. right? We did. Yeah. So I have a three-year-old and we took her on her first trip and it was everything magical that that you could uh you could imagine yeah i will say as a couple i wrote down a couple bits of advice for parents that are listening uh one of which was did you watch the imagineering show on disney plus yet i did i did i did it is incredible and any parents that are listening if you are planning a trip you think nostalgia is going to kick in. You watch that show before you go and, and you're going to be like a kid in the candy store. You can't wait. So parents yeah. make sure you check that out. That is awesome. Oh, and then we were just super lucky. We booked a probably about a two months ago, we booked our trip and at the time masks were in full effect and and all of those limitations and all that stuff and then a week before we were going they made the announcement that you can take your mask off walking around when you're in line and when you're indoors and when you're on the rides you have to wear your mask but then other than that you can take that off and i have to tell you because mm -hmm. Florida is hot, it made the world of difference. And I am so I glad bet. you're going in October and that they've lifted those requirements because just the ability to take it off when you get off a ride and, and take pictures in front of the castle, all of that stuff, it, it really makes it more magical. It makes a world, I'm sure it does, like you said, a world of a difference uh, when you're walking around the park totally understand if like you have to go into the rides and you have to wear the masks and whatnot. And I'm sure they still have the plexiglass uh, uh, glasses up, Yep. but I, I'm, you know, I, I agree with you. It's probably going to be a world of a difference and I don't even know how it's going to be in October, but Disney has been great navigating through everything. They, and, um, you they know. have definitely, we, we, they did a phenomenal job. I would definitely recommend it going like you 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 felt safe you you felt everyone was pretty good about being socially distant just walking around they're not at full capacity so even when you're walking around it it doesn't feel as overwhelming so mm -hmm. you felt safe and confident taking your mask off my only only complaint and i get it i get it leading up to the parks we really hyped up she's a huge Minnie Mouse fan. And we were like, you know, you're going to where Minnie Mouse lives and you know that we're going to her house and her home and stuff. And then she's a huge frozen fan. And we were like, you're going to see um, Elsa and Anna. And, and we really hyped up the, the characters, even though they don't do the meet and greets and they're not doing the parade right now. Mm -hmm. I was like, they, they must have them somewhere where you can at least see them maybe at a distance or whatever. 
Yeah. They really didn't. And that was the one disappointing thing. I, I give them credit. One of the things that they did is they don't do the parade because they want to avoid clumps. They, they don't want yeah. people clumping in the streets, which yeah. is totally understandable. And so the compromise that they did, which was nice, is just every now and then, every like half hour, they would just send one float. And that was it. So they would have music, they would have dancers, there was a couple characters, and then it would go away mm -hmm. and then it would stop. So that was nice. She got to see some princesses. She got to see Goofy. Clarabelle blew her a kiss, which, oh my God, we have not heard the end of, uh, which was great. <laughs> but it was very, very limited on the number of characters. So we never saw Mickey. We never saw Minnie. We never saw the Frozen characters. That was the one I was like, I was looking at my wife and I was like, man, if I had like saved my life savings for this trip and if we were traveling a, a big distance and... and those characters weren't around, man, that is part of the magic. And that was my only, only disappointment for you guys going as adults. I don't think it's as big of a deal. And hopefully by October, they change that. Yeah, that was my only criticism. So I only bring that up that if parents are really looking forward to that element, I would recommend waiting until the parades are back in full swing and, and the character meet and greets are back in full swing. Uh, that, that stuff is worth the wait for, for younger kids. Yeah. I'm almost surprised that at this point, they at least have something in play like that, or at least have, you know, a time where you set aside a time and, you know, people are six feet apart or whatever, and right. still wearing masks and, you know, have the ability to take picture with the princesses or the characters and whatnot, right. because, that is true. Like when I first heard about that, they were like, no characters. I'm like, Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. like one, I know before COVID waiting on lines for some of these characters, it could be a lot. It could be a long wait and right. you're having, you know, it doesn't matter if you're having young kids all the way to adults, you know, it's, it's, it's a wait, just like any other ride. It's a wait just to take a picture with the character, which mm -hmm. is absolutely amazing. But for little kids, when this is something that they want to do, you right. know, and especially as a parent, when, when you're like, okay, maybe things are back to normal and then they don't have the characters, you right. know, that's, that's what adds to the magic, you know, really the parades does. adds to the magic, the character meet and greets add to the magic, the shows add yeah. to the magic, the fireworks add to the magic. So when you kind of strip that away a little bit, it's annoying. No, no one just wants rides. I love rides, but right. there are people who want to split up their day and watch the parades and that's right. what they love. So I could totally see as a parent or maybe just someone who loves to go and take pictures with characters if they're yeah. not there or they're limited, how it could be somewhat of, of an annoying, you know, annoying and subtle upsetting. Are you staying on site or are you staying? No, off? I'm actually, so when we were looking at, at, you know, prices and whatnot, a lot of the, you know, on site hotels like uh polynesian or any of those they they're not they weren't open a lot of them aren't open yet a lot of them are starting to open as of this month and a little bit of next month um i don't know fully if all of them will be but they were limited and of course disney isn't expensive you know and yeah. to have a couple days and 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 whatnot i was like well this is a little too much to be on site so if, if I recommend to people, I would much rather be on site personally, because a lot of the hotels have the monorail. So you can go from 
you know, uh, section to section and you can go to park to park and it's easier that way. And I love staying on site, but sometimes if you want something that's a little inexpensive and you're okay driving in and paying the fee for parking and all that offsite is, is an option. Even if you don't stay on site and you decide to park hop, you can still go on the monorails. It's not like you can't, and they do have buses. So it's not like you won't have transportation within the parks when you're there. It's just sometimes later on at night when you want to go to Disney Springs or you want to have dinner somewhere else, it's easier to do that. Go out of your hotel room on site and then do that. But you know, not staying on site. I prefer it, but not. I have a question for you. I'm going to preface why I'm asking this. So my my okay. father and I were having a discussion at the park and my daughter was having such a good time. But again, she's only three. So my dad was like, you know, is she going to really remember any of this or whatever? I was like, I don't know. We'll, we'll plan another trip. Um, but I did say, you know, such a big part of Disney is the nostalgia element that mm-hmm. some of these rides like Peter Pan is one of my favorite rides as a <laughs> ride it's not all that exciting but mm-hmm. it's just the nostalgia of it that it's one of my favorite movies it's one of my favorite characters and it's just I am a little kid when I am sitting on that ride again and so I was yeah. wondering I was like man even subconsciously I wonder if some of the foundations of my daughter's nostalgia is going to happen from this trip. Like maybe subconsciously later trips, this trip is going to be the one that starts setting that foundation of what those later nostalgia elements. And the thought of that was just mind blowing and, and so cool and humbling for me. What element of the parks or ride or whatever are you most excited about just purely on a nostalgia side of things? Uh, well, I am a huge um i love well first let me preface i love all the movies uh but i have a nostalgia factor where i am a huge beauty and the beast fan and it has to do with um you know my mom putting on the vhs player when i was younger and her singing to me with that you know so when i would go to the park or i would see bell or just be in the vicinity or um you know see Gaston I would laugh because I'm like huh, Gaston but yeah. that's the nostalgia factor for me from when I was younger and I don't even remember half of it but as I got older I'm like oh yeah we're singing this these are the songs I remember you know as time went on like loving the movie more and more and you know Disney prides themselves on you know you connecting to the character and the stories and mostly the music that's what people remember they remember the music and what it's associated with with the movies and when you see everything that comes together like you watch the movie Frozen right now you're on the Frozen ride and you're like wow that was really great right you know you go on like you said Peter Pan's flight you loved Peter Pan now you're immersed and you're sitting in as if you were flying above everyone so whether it's direct or indirect or subconscious, you know, they're, they're Disney knows what they're doing. They're so smart. They know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. the nostalgia factor is just me remembering, even, even when I was younger and I would go to the parks with my family, the nostalgia factor, I remember just walking up to the main street and being like, wow, look at this castle and listening to Disney sing-along songs till this day. 
I'll go down Main Street. And if I hear Main Street USA, like Main Street USA, I will start <laughs> crying a little bit. And people are probably like, you're so weird. I'm like, no, I don't. It's just that's the nostalgia for me because I remember that when I was younger. So, you know, of course, when years go by and they pass, there's going to be new stuff that I'm like, oh, this is great. But those are the nostalgia factors for me. And you're right. Maybe your daughter, these are the building foundations that your daughter will yeah. remember. And I, and she probably will, whether you realize it or not. So, so it may be a little bit of a splurge on your trips, but there's yeah. a new like restaurant in the magic kingdom that is bell's castle. And it's like a prefixed oh, yeah. dinner thing, which mm-hmm. is I've heard dinner in a show. And I I've, it sounded from what I read, it's like, it's expensive, but worth every penny because it is a full immersive, like dinner and a show type thing. So for a beauty and the beast fan, you may want to check that out. Yeah. And that I've never, I've never been to that, but I've seen it because where you're eating is basically the ballroom of where beast and bell saying, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a crazy good amount of places to eat on Disney property. I mean, you're not going to go hungry. Let's just say that. (laughs) Not at all. My friend Love Live Save, who's in here, is a couponing guru. And she is saying she's going to plan a couponing save trip to uh, Disney. So make sure you follow her account and maybe you'll get some tips on couponing in the Orlando Mm. or or Disney area to help uh, uh, afford your trip. Um, Big question being an expert, you and Tom in, in, uh, the magic kingdom, do you get a frequently asked question of people planning their trip? And if so, what is it? Um, it's funny. I, the, the most frequent one frequent one that I get is either kind of where to eat or, you know, what's a good time to go. And also where should you stay? Those are probably the three, probably where you should stay is probably the one that we get the most. Okay. And, you know, it's kind of difficult to say now with COVID and whatnot, because a lot of the hotels aren't open, but the thing is when you're going and you're searching, you don't just book, okay, I'm going to book Disney. And now in two weeks from now, I'm going to go, it doesn't work like that. You, you kind of have to do it like maybe a month or two or more if, if you can in advance and see what hotels are cheaper around when, just right. like I said, in October, you know, kids aren't there. Not that I don't, I love kids, right. but kids <laughs> right. are back in school, but kids are back in school. Um, it's the, you know, downtime of the, the crazy hype that's going to happen the two weeks before. And, you know, it's not the summer, so I'm not going to be right. super drenched and warm, you know, versus where in January as well, kids are still out of school, but it's colder, not cold, um, but it's a colder temperature and, you know, it's off season. So you may get cheaper tickets. And um, I would say those are probably, probably some of the, the answers and uh, questions that we get most often, which is where to stay and where to eat and and all of that. So the question that I got a lot as a parent, I just wanted to throw this out there for the parent listeners. One is, can you bring your own stroller answer? Absolutely. And I would strongly encourage it because a, your kid is going to be exhausted and and spend way more time. My daughter is not a stroller person. Mm -hmm. She spent a lot of time in the stroller. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that was great because you know, our, our little ones walk slow. And when you're trying to get a lot out of the park, it was great. Um, the other thing advice is 
again, pack food. It's one of the easiest ways to spend money. Like we just had, we literally had, I'm not exaggerating about 15 peanut butter and jellies. There was five of us. And it was just (laughs) like, every time we got tired, it was just grab a half. And then you could just have a nice dinner or maybe you have a nice lunch and then, you know, a nice big lunch somewhere and then save money that way. Yeah. And then the last thing with the stroller that I would recommend is we saved a bunch of Disney knickknacky stuff that we bought just at the dollar store or whatever before our trip. Save your money. Don't buy the, you know, the stuff there because it's expensive. But what we did was we had a whole bunch of it underneath the stroller that she didn't know about. And we would save it for like emergency meltdowns. Like if she was in line <laughs> and didn't want to wait anymore, it was like, yeah. oh, by the way, here's a plush Minnie Mouse. And then that would kept her entertained for an hour while we waited in line. So smart. So smart. Yeah. I tell, I actually tell people this, like, I love eating in Disney, but yeah, food is expensive. So if you want, like, if you're like, yeah, you know what, maybe breakfast and lunch, I'll have somewhere else. And then like dinner will splurge a little bit or vice versa on something else. So, so smart for you. And also like people don't realize you could like refill up water at any point throughout right. any park. You could do right. that. There's, um, there's yeah, bring one special, your you know, reusable bottles of water and just keep filling it up. And also there's, um, which I learned from Tom actually not that long ago. There's, if you're staying on Disney property, there's a cup that you could bring and you could walk up to any concession stand and just boop, get water. Um, not necessarily like the fountains or anything, but you could just walk up and be like, Hey, I want this. And, uh, that's just perfect. But yeah, I mean, you know what you can also do, which I learned, is the popcorn buckets. Same deal. Yep. They're refillable. Mm-hmm. And if you're planning a trip multiple days, buy that like day one. And you can bring it into the park with you every day. You can bring, you can keep it. If you're like an annual pass fan, there there were there were people that I talked to that said they've had the same bucket for 10 years and they just bring it and then it's <laughs> really cheap popcorn every time they go. And uh, yeah. that that's that's a good hack. Why not? Maybe you want some popcorn in between and you just fill yourself up on popcorn and they are there forever. That's what I'm saying. So smart. Nice. (laughs) Another story that I just wanted to add that I found so fascinating was I almost felt snobby. And I have to say this because I have to apologize. (laughs) There are two rides, one of which being Aladdin's carpet ride, which is Mm -hmm. essentially like what you would find at any carnival, like just Just you sit and it goes around in circles. And then there's Dumbo where it's the same thing. You sit in a Mm -hmm. Dumbo and you go around in circles. And I remember so vividly every time I would go, I'm like, why would they even put those rides in the park when, you know, Disney is known for like, just go on again, pirates of the Caribbean, or it's a small world where there's stories. Like it's the same, you know, movement or whatever, but there's a story, there's an adventure. You know, we talked about Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Um, The new little mermaid is phenomenal. That was my first time going on that ride. And they did such a great job with that ride. Yeah. I was like, why would they put these stupid circular things? But I got to tell you, and I, <laughs> I, I will humbly say I was so wrong that those two rides were my daughter's favorite. And I realized that as a three-year-old, it was too overwhelming. There, there was too mm-hmm. many senses like on It's a Small World or on uh, Peter Pan. Like she just didn't know what to look at. There's music. It, it was just a whole 
experience that she had never experienced before. Yeah. And so going from that, which like she loved, like she was looking around, but it was just too much to take in Mm -hmm. going from that to just sitting on Dumbo and going around in circles. That was like, she was laughing or whatever, just because her brain could process it. Yeah. Yeah. And I never thought of that until experiencing it with her. There are certain rides that will go on and certain rides that I don't because I've experienced them. Some of them do something for me and some of them don't like I, you know, those I probably won't go on, but also I don't have kids yet. So there's really no reason for me to go to those, those sections. And I'm more like a space man or a test track or, you know, one of the others. And so that's, that's interesting. You say that. And that's probably why they have that there. Cause you know, people don't realize they're like, wow, that's my child's favorite. So yeah. that's why they keep them around. And I have to vent on one last thing. And I'm hoping that <laughs> either you or Tom will back me up on this. Okay. As an adult, one mm-hmm. of my favorite rides or experiences, it's not really a ride was, okay. do you remember the alien encounter? ride yes i do and now it's a lilo and stitch ride or experience for those of you that don't know what i'm talking about there was an (laughs) alien like the movie aliens it was terrifying it was genuinely scary that you would be sitting in this capsule and like the alien would like breathe on your neck and like and scrunch around under your feet they changed it to lilo and said i think it genuinely was too scary and again as a disney park i get it but (laughs) it's now like lilo and he just goes around and like tickles you instead of like it's it's the exact opposite of scary and it just like again talk about the nostalgia as a mm-hmm. like I didn't go on as a young young kid but as a kid like it was so excitingly terrifying yeah. and man when they changed that I was so disappointed. Yeah, uh see okay now I'm going to go on event sesh because Please. one yes I agree with you on that. Thank you. I my thing right now is test track. There is an old test track and there is a new test track and the old one made you feel like you were one of those crash dummies. Like yeah. it would, you like how they did that. I loved it. It was just so much fun. And that's why people love test track. The yeah. new one, not that I don't hate it. It's cool that in the beginning they, you know, you could make your car and you could see how well it does and racing wise, but it just doesn't give that same feel that it did old wise. And not because maybe it's the nostalgia in me, but I'm, I'm right there with you. Like sometimes you're like, Disney prides themselves on nostalgia, but also Disney prides themselves on change. So it's like, you get like this weird balance of like, what do I feel? What do I do? How do you do nostalgia and innovation at the same time? It's tough. Like watching that. I haven't experienced it yet, but I think it was in Disneyland that they changed the tower of terror to the Avengers or the guardians Mm -hmm. theme. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? I I thought I was like, oh, that too. Like now you're going to get rid of Tower of Terror. But I actually went on it and it was a lot of fun. Was I it? I actually had a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. You're making me feel um, better. Yeah. So if you ever do go out there, it's it's actually not a buzzkill. It's actually really, it's actually a lot All of right. fun. All right. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you'll be okay. All I right. promise. Tom is still in the chat. And shameless plug, we go live on YouTube to record these videos. And you get to join the conversation if you want every Wednesday at 830. It used to be just for our Patreons. We're now opening it up for everybody. So everyone come in, join the conversation like Tom is doing 
happening right now. Uh, but Tom said I was way too terrified for the alien encounter. I was a chicken as a child. But see, Tom, <laughs> now you never get it. Now you never get to experience it. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. two things. One is, are there any last tips that we missed that I that you wanted to share before we continue? Well, this is probably a well-known one. Bring walking shoes. Yeah. Bring sneakers. Stay hydrated. It doesn't matter what time of the year because you are going to walk a lot. You're going to get your (laughs) steps in. You're going to get new muscles that you had no idea were there. (laughs) And definitely do it. May may, it's probably like the most like cliche one, but definitely get proper shoe wear because last time I went, I was like, oh, where my like little boots. I underestimated how I was going to walk, and then I was like, I'm glad I brought my sneakers because my great advice. So definitely do that and if you are booking uh disney and you are more than three months in advance some restaurants you have to book way in advance sometimes 180 days in advance wow so if you want to do that and you really want to experience maybe bells or um you know you want to experience coral reef which is a a foodie place in epcot which has a big giant aquarium looking thing while you Mm -hmm. eat it's actually really cool that's awesome that's another tip i have for you i love it well thank you so much i'm so glad you joined us before we go i did warn you but we do a segment called the dynasty of dads joke (laughs) of the week oh no i of course had to do mine disney themed Mm -hmm. because we had you here Mm-hmm. So my dad joke of the week, why is Gaston the most peaceful Disney villain? Why? Because he won the Nobel Prize. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nobel? Uh, uh, oh, I love that. I know. Oh, it's corny. Say, look, here's the rule. That's the, good. the definition That's good. of a dad joke is you gotta get your eyes rolling. Uh so it's not really it's a it's not really a joke, but it's like, well, why I got one for you. Go why for should it. you why should you knock on a refrigerator door? Why should you knock on a refrigerator door? I don't know. Because there may be a salad dressing. Ah, uh, I like it. See, hey. you got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, that's awesome. That was too funny. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, This has been an absolute blast. How can people find you if they want more of your content? If you want, uh, you could basically go on anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or, you know, any other ones that you listen to. Uh, The Grindhouse Radio, it's a pop culture show. So we do that every single week. And also thegrindhouseradio.com, you'll see all our bios there and, you know, past shows and lives. And then also um, you could see everything um, at the Grindhouse Radio on all social medias and also the Magic Kim Tom on all social medias. We are, you know, upping that a bit now uh, because we have took a little hiatus on social media, but we're doing that. So also with Magic Kim Tom, you can listen to us anywhere where there's podcasting. And uh, also you could find me on all social medias at Kim Adragna. So I am there and uh, I'll chat with you. I'll message whatever you want to do. I'm here. If you have any voiceover questions or podcasting, Disney questions, I'm here for you. I got you. 
I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to follow us, uh, I am Bearded Brian. Make sure you check out Bearded underscore Brian on Instagram and TikTok. Don't forget some love for Zach. He's so upset he couldn't be here tonight. Zach the Girl Dad on Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) And again, really, really special shout out to our Patreons. We could not be here if it wasn't for your guys' support. Patreon.com slash Dynasty of Dads. Our top Patreons, Karina, the host of the Birth and Stuff podcast, Alex, a.k.a. Daddy Shark 92 on TikTok, and our top contributor, Grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to join this amazing community, you can. Other than that, send us an email, send us a text, come hang out with us uh, on YouTube. And other than that, keep being the great parents that you are, and we will see you next time. Let's continue to be better parents together. Kim, you're amazing. You're amazing, Brian. And thank you for having me here. I'm so glad we connected on Clubhouse. And this was fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. Total fun. Thank you. And uh, have a good night. And have a good night, everybody else. Bye.